A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. <laughs> Welcome to Spin FL. It's Jonathan Rollins. Sorry. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, it's been a, an eventful week. We're back. Mm-hmm. This is the official NFC North autopsy episode. And later in the week, we're going to be bringing you the NFC, the AFC North autopsy. Uh, and we'll give you some news as much as we can in both episodes. So thanks for tuning in. And yeah. Skiff, take us away with the news, brother. Well, before we get into the news, I have a few personal things that I would like to throw out there. Okay. Uh, which is, um, well, well, first of all, this past week, I became a Swedish citizen. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to lie. It felt a little weird um, th- the day that the thing, the letter comes in the mail saying I'm a Swedish citizen. I, I almost felt like I was cheating on America. Mm. <laughs> America doesn't even recognize it. America's a jealous bitch. They don't even yeah. recognize your dual duality in your citizenship. They're like, nah, doesn't count. It was weird because when I posted it on social media and also like when I shared it with friends and family and stuff, the the reaction was like was almost like it was my birthday. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, overwhelming. And which in one way it was kind of nice, but in another way I was like it don't like the more people reacted to it, the more I started to feel guilty. And I was like, I, I don't know why it was just like a weird reaction. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to celebrate that much because you're, you gotta be a patriot. Yeah. I'm like, what, what's everyone freaking out about? It's, yeah, not, it's, just, it's not like I became an American citizen today. <laughs> and I've got a couple of like little American flags around my house, you know, mm-hmm. just for fun. Like, like here's one here. I got one right here. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, and every time I would look at this thing, I would be like, I'm, I'm sorry, America. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. It doesn't mean I still love you. I'm no, not. I still, I still, you know, I had a thing with Sweden. I'm here. It just, it just makes sense. Yeah. You were, you were still my first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So that, that's kind of interesting. I'm still processing what it means to be Swedish. Mm-hmm. Uh, American. Which Have I you think, left any notes in the uh, in the laundry? No, I haven't done that yet. Okay. Uh, do you check your peephole before you go out into the? Never. At all. Hmm. Never. Do you uh, uh, do you ball up your fist in your pocket when you're angry? No, God, <laughs> no, no. I I use this thing. I have another part of my body that I use when I'm angry. It's called my mouth. <laughs> Oh, no, you're not Swedish yet. Do you, uh, when if there's a snack on the table, do you eat all of them except for one? Like, do you never take the last piece? No, it, what I do is I, like, especially if it's like, you know, a group of people, mm-hmm. you know, I have a couple and then I back off. And then when it gets down to that last one. That they I'm never like, take. That they never take. Yeah. I'm like, I'm taking that motherfucker because ain't <laughs> nobody taking that shit. <laughs> oh, you're not Swedish yet, brother. That's my strategy. I take three or four, back off, wait for that last one that nobody's going to take, and then boom. <laughs> you, bro, you cracked the system, man. 
<laughs> man, well, I'm glad for you, man. I think I'm going to do it one of these days, too. I mean, for traveling purposes, it makes it easier, too. Well, you can hop in the I right was, line. I was really shocked how quick it came. Mm. That's what uh, she said. <laughs> yeah, name of my sex tape. Uh, <laughs> it uh, it took less than six weeks wow. for for it to arrive. You got me on the game. I'm not going to say it again. Um, <clears throat> and coincidentally, which is a pretty weird detail, uh, the the citizenship thing was stamped approved on February 28th, mm. which. For those of you who know me, know that I made this TV series about Olaf Palma. February 28th is the day that he was assassinated. Uh, And this year, February 28th, happened to be on a Sunday. So a lot of these like Palma nerds who who follow me on Facebook are convinced that that whoever stamped that thing saw the show. Yeah. Uh, So we're just going to go with that. Yeah. Uh, We're going to go with my citizenship was approved because whoever stamped it was a fan of my TV show. Yeah, and they, they changed the date to the... Yeah. They're a fan of your TV show and are aware of uh, the Paul murder. Exactly, yeah. Which, coincidentally, a TV show comes back out uh, What? where are we? March 21st on Viaplay. Nice. It's coming back. 321. Mm. Right? The date is 321, March 21st. Oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah, you should throw that <laughs> out there. You should start saying that in your uh, media run. Two one bitches. <laughs> Maybe leave out the bitches part. <laughs> All right, it is International Women's Month. Yes, no, yeah, it is. It is. Should we talk about bitches? <laughs> uh, Did you say uh, that that Burger King thing was real? Yes. How? That's amazing. Uh, I mean, I get. Okay, so there's a bit of a debate. For those of you who don't know, International Women's Month. I, I love this stuff because it's like. You know, these big companies, they, you know, I've been, I've never been in a big company like Burger King, but I have been involved with companies and I know that in any company, small, medium or large, there are an enormous amount of people who have to sit around a table and decide things, right? And someone in their infinite wisdom at Burger King uh, in the middle of International Women's Month decided that it would be funny to tweet, uh, Women belong in the kitchen. <laughs> no, but you know why they did it, right? Yeah, I mean they they say why they did right. it, right? That you know, oh, there aren't there aren't that many women chefs in the world. They had some kind of like only what? Tw- certain no, 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 no. They have a foundation that they're setting up and putting women through culinary school. Oh, okay. So that's why they did that, but they they didn't even put the link in it or anything. <laughs> they should have had the they, link there. So they had it was more than just that, and I get it. And okay. then in the end, they probably got even more of a of a attention on it than they had initially would have gotten. So I think it's yeah. a it's a good move uh, because they had the initiative out there. Sure. Yeah, and that's that's great. Uh, but yeah, they they definitely fucked up on the on the messaging. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't. I'm sure there's some intern <laughs> that just forgot to hit put the link in the tweet. Exactly. <laughs> and the intern yeah. is no longer there. The intern yeah. is there. But speaking of uh, that, actually gives us a good segue into the NFL news because I thought it would be fitting, being International Women's Month, that the first story we would talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the NFL is the first black female referee who is coming to the NFL. Oh, this nice. Is, uh, 
Her name is Maya Shaka. Maya Shaka. Maya Shaka, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so female representation continues to grow in the mm-hmm. NFL. You're starting to see some position coaches uh, and things like that. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. You know, I, I never was- thought about that when I was younger. I thought about, I thought about it being a future milestone of a woman playing. But I never, and I was just like, man, there's got to be some woman that's going to be big and strong and fast, blah, blah, blah. But I never thought about it from the other way of a woman in a leadership role, like teaching the game. And right. and I wish I would have thought of that. It's, it's, it's great. I'm really happy that it's happening and uh, that'll make it happen even faster. That's going to, obviously, it's happening even faster. So a female head coach is going to be cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that, well... I, I feel I don't know if we're gonna live to see the day of a female head coach. You don't think so? Uh, I, maybe not in my lifetime. No, I think it'd be too hard. Uh, I mean, I hope so, mm. but I think there are certain. I, you know how these things go. You know, progress is made, and then you hit another ceiling, right? And then it takes more time. I mean, yeah. we see this with the hiring of black head coaches as well, right? right? But um, I, I think it's gonna go kind of fast if somebody turns out to be. A star, you know what I mean. If somebody comes up with a new type of offense or something like that, and people yeah. see, you know, probably the most interesting example I read about this week actually was, and I don't remember her name unfortunately, but she is the running back coach for uh, the Washington Football Team, which is mm. pretty yeah. unique in the sense that it's extremely uncommon for, especially running back coaches to not be a former running back. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that's, I would say that's, that's one ceiling shattered for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's going to go kind of fast for that. Yeah, we'll see. And I'm the a, pressure, the pressure that's going to be put on, but I guess head coach, I mean, a position coach is going to be hired by the head coach. The head coach is hired by GM and owner. Yep. So that's gonna be tougher. Yep. You, you might be right. I hope you're wrong, and I know you hope you're wrong as well. But uh, I, yeah, you hate. Women. Well, if it, if it if it doesn't work out, you know they could always work for the Burger King kitchen people. Always <laughs> <so. What> that <laughs> idiots. Uh, okay, so biggest story, obviously, Dak Prescott uh, signs a four-year, hundred sixty million dollar deal. Um, it's forty million a year, a, man. It's a pretty interesting deal, actually. Let's see. What are the – I found this thing where they have uh, – let's see. First, he's going to get $66 million signing bonus. Mm-hmm. Biggest signing bonus ever received by any player in league history. Okay. Uh, $9 million base salary in 2021, fully guaranteed. $9 million? Yep. Oh, smart. <laughs> they did it smart. Mm-hmm. Signing bonus paid out entirely in 2021. He'll receive 75 million by the end of 2021. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Prescott's 2020, uh, 2022 salary is 20 million, fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. 2023 base salary is 31 million. Wow. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the thing is that uh, the signing bonus against how much was it? 70, 75 million? 66 million. 66 million. Bonus. And that's going to be split up over four years. 
So mm. that's like uh, seventeen million. I mean, I mean, uh, on the salary cap. Yeah. So it's gonna so they split up a seventeen year seventeen million <clears throat> each salary cap seventeen point five. Yeah. Each, I mean, each year on the salary cap. That's uh, it's not so bad. I mean, it's great for Dak. Yeah. Obviously, uh, but. Um, it could be a bit of a problem for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, they moved the money pretty nicely, though. Like, the first year... Yeah, but they have a bigger problem at hand. And I I sort of... I wrote this down as well. Uh, So the issue with Dallas is that they now have, essentially, the league's second-highest-paid quarterback. Mm -hmm. They're tied for second-highest-paid running back, Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Fourth-highest-paid wide receiver in Amari Cooper. Uh, three of the league's 40 highest paid offensive linemen, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, oh, yeah, Zach Martin too. Leo Collins, and one of the NFL's sixth highest paid defensive players, Demarcus Lawrence. 10% of 31 NFL players making $20 million per year or more are on Dallas's ra- roster. Mm, okay. Uh, all right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they gotta get. If, they gotta figure that out. Damn, they gotta be if, creative. What? Exactly. So if they don't, I mean, this is. I mean, you know, everyone points to this as a win now strategy. If I mean, but they live in a win now strategy. That's true. They do. What's their dead uh, money look like? I can't wait to do theirs. I don't know, but the this NFC is, East uh, is next week, and then we'll uh, we'll break that down. I'll dig in. I mean, obviously, everyone's looking at this deal as like. This is great for Dak, uh, but a potential uh, shit show for the Cowboys. Uh, yeah. You know. <clears throat> so, yeah, we'll see how that goes. They're going to have to – hopefully they can elevate some uh, skill players because they're not going to be able to afford any. So they're going to be scouring the waiver wire and shit. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zeke, man, what a waste of money there. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I mean, he's good, but they could have found that a little a step down and still done the same. Uh, I don't know, man. I think, well, personally, that year, that year that they had the choice to make, do we give them? Do we pay Zeke or do we pay Dak? Personally, I think they made the wrong choice. Of course, yeah. Um, they should have paid Dak, um, and they should have let Zeke. They should have let that Zeke drama just play itself out. How much do you think the uh, injury had to do with their decision? To, to make this crazy deal? Um, well, a lot, probably. Yeah. Like they had to do right by him. I'm glad. I mean, in a way, I'm kind of glad that they did. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Um, I mean, as a neutral, you know, I don't, I don't really care about the Cowboys. If I were a Cowboys fan, I'd be a little worried about my team. Um, although they probably love Dak. So, yeah. Um, if I were a Cowboys fan, I would kill myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk about. Well, a lot of people get this is that time of year where everyone's getting cut. Mm. Uh, the franchise tags are either coming or not coming. Um. Some notable name, Kyle Rudolph, tight end for the Vikings, was released. Oh, damn. Your your boy Van Oy from the Dolphins got released. Um, Golden Tate from the Giants. Alex Smith from the Washington football team. Some some big names. It's the salary cap, man. The, the <laughs> salary cap is down. 
It'll probably. Yep. Uh, I bet the NFL is gonna make a shitload of money next year, next season. So then the salary cap's going to balloon, and then you're gonna see some crazy contracts. Sure, and I'm sure that's part of what the the Cowboys are probably hoping for yeah. uh, regarding that all that other stuff that they have to deal with. Um, what was the other one? Oh, the one I saw this morning, Aaron Jones from the Packers. They didn't franchise tag him, but it, it appears that they are still trying to work out some kind of a deal. Like they do want to keep him. Okay. Uh, no, they, they want to keep Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, they want to keep him happy, man. Oh, we're talking about them today. Yeah. Um, but one of the stories that I wanted to talk about was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Titans trade Isaiah Wilson to the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you texted me about this the other day. Uh, and it, Wilson, being a former Bulldog, That's why I, I texted you. I am acutely aware uh, of his um, sort of uh, unique personality, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, and I, I, da- I downloaded a bit of a rundown on, on what you guys may have gotten yourself into. Uh, Can you well, say first the all, deal? Can you say what the deal was? No, I can't. What was it? It was you probably got him for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Basically, Miami got Wilson, who was a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, for a seventh round pick and um, a seventh round pick in return. Mm. So they basically got him for got him and a seventh round pick. Yeah, oh, they, he's yeah a, they just got a free player. So he's a great player. Yeah, and he's if it doesn't work player. out, and he used to he went to the same high school as Brian Flores. Oh, did he? Okay. I mean, the thing that I like about this is that I think Flores. It kind of reminds me what I'm really here's what I'm hoping for. Mm. Also, because because of the Flores connection that they have uh, and also because he's a former bulldog, he's, you know, uh, he's a little in my heart Mm -hmm. for that. Uh, I'm hoping that this will be kind of like you remember all the stories that they always tell about, like Al Davis, Mm -hmm. the former owner of the Raiders and. How he would bring in all of these reject players that nobody wanted anymore, and he would breathe life in it. That kind of thing. That's what I'm hoping is going to happen. What do you predict? Uh, well, <laughs> there's a strong possibility that Isaiah Wilson could be our next DeAndre Baker story waiting to happen. <laughs> and going to Miami, but nothing can happen in Miami. It's a really laid-back town. You yeah, know, it's no basically like or... going to Utah. Like he's going to be surrounded by Mormons. I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, so here's, here's a little, little taste of what Isaiah Wilson, uh, could provide in the future, uh, or a little evidence to, to, (laughs) to back up this DeAndre Baker claim. Mm. Uh, so he was a rookie last year. Mm. Um, July 28th, the Titans place him on the, uh, reserve COVID-19 list Mm -hmm. for the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But I thought much, much weird about that. Uh, and then it starts to get weird. August 15th. Um, so Wilson went to he he violated covid rules. He went to a college party at, uh, at TCU, mm-hmm. t- some Tennessee State, Tennessee State University, I would assume. Uh, no visitor policy. He attended a party, some kind of a frat party. Uh Police were called to the party, and at some point during the evening, that's when Wilson nearly leapt off of the two-story balcony in order to avoid being arrested. Mm. Uh, so that's a pretty interesting decision-making process there. <laughs> he uh, chose not to do it, ultimately. True. 
Well, he probably looked down and was like, oh, hell no. Uh, September 6th, Titans place him on the reserve COVID-19 list for a second time. Um, and he's he stayed on that list for a long time. Mm. Like a really long time, kind of unexplainably. September 11th, Wilson crashes his car into a concrete wall. Damn. Arrest, arrested for DUI. Apparently he was doing donuts in the parking lot. Uh, lost control and <laughs> smashed into a concrete wall. <laughs> Drunken donuts. <laughs> yep, drunken donuts. October twenty third, Wilson misses multiple practice due to a headache. Oh, apparently, uh, and that's when the team starts kind of lashing out. They start referring to Wilson as lazy, useless, and a disaster. Oh, okay. Uh, he October twenty seventh involved in another auto accident where he totaled his car. Damn. Um, and then November twenty ninth, Wilson finally makes his NFL debut against the Colts. <laughs> November 29th. Uh, After Thanksgiving, huh? Yeah, exactly. December 5th, suspended by the Titans for violating team rules. Uh, But they didn't say. Well, they didn't say. Violation of team rules uh, is undisclosed. They didn't didn't snitch. Um, And then December 9th, they finally put him on the reserve non football illness list, which means, like, we don't know what the fuck to do with this guy. Uh, um, and then apparently he got in trouble. He got suspended again for being partying on a boat at New Year's Eve. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and then he posts this very sort of weird Instagram story thing out of nowhere without any real explanation or anything prompting it. Uh, it just says, in case of any local or federal investigation by any department, entity, or anything similar, I do not have any involvement in drugs or sales of drugs, nor partake in any involvement in street crime. This account is strictly for entertainment. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay, so there's that. Sounds like a Flores guy. Yeah, and then his, his the tweet that sort of broke the camel's back, I guess, is he tweeted, uh, I'm done with football as a Titan. No further comments. At that point, they had to get rid of this guy. And like you said, they basically sold him for a pack of cigarettes to the Dolphins. Um, this guy, I think, could be very entertaining to keep an eye yeah, on. Yeah, man, we'll yeah. watch him. We'll watch him. And then when he teams up with Xavier Howard, we're good, man. I hope for the best. Um, Somebody out of Miami is going to give us some entertainment this offseason. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, he's still six foot six, 320 pounds, right? That's correct. Okay. He is. Just checking. Yeah. That's still true. Uh, okay. Yeah. So we'll see yeah, how we'll that see. goes. If they, can, if they can get productivity out of it, if they can make him reach his potential, hey, let's go. Yeah. Hook it up for Tua. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, so the only other, like, kind of big news story that happened this week, or big, I think big, there's plenty of other big things that happened this week, uh, but I really want to talk about Baker Mayfield and his wife and their <laughs> UFO sighting, because I think it's important to prioritize. Um, this has been a really fascinating story to me. I love it. Do you, first, uh, first, do you believe in UFOs? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I guess the definition of US, UFOs, unidentified flying objects. So, of course, there are UFOs. But do you believe aliens have come to the Earth? 
I have no direct evidence of that. <laughs> <laughs> if there was direct evidence, we'd probably know about it. Exactly. Man, I do um, I do subscribe to what is commonly referred to as the Fermi's paradox, which is essentially this thought experiment with the argument essentially being um, <clears throat> given that there are so many things that we don't know about outer space and what lies beyond our galaxy mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that this particular planet that we live on was capable of producing somewhat intelligent life. Uh, it's a, uh, it seems unlikely that, that this experiment could not be duplicated elsewhere. Right? Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they probably don't give a fuck about us as well. But yeah, well, yeah, that, that's sort of the second half of Fermi's paradox, which is essentially why have we not had any confirmation of their existence? Um, you know, one is a simple one that they don't like us. They don't have the technology to fly from wherever they are to to us, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we haven't figured that out. Um, one of the other explanations is that they don't like us. Like they came down here, took a look, and said, "Nah." Uh, <laughs> and uh, and the other one is that we were created on this other planet somewhere in another galaxy and we're like a glitch in the matrix and they essentially just dumped us here to die and kill ourselves off essentially mm. okay that one seems rather plausible in some ways when you certainly if you look so we're, the news, uh, we're all cast-offs more or less yeah we're like a failed science experiment okay that's one of my favorite explanations i don't know if it's true but it's one of my favorites okay so uh, so what's uh What's the Mayfield family talking about? So Baker Mayfield and his wife, Emily, uh, were driving home from dinner. They were in Texas somewhere, um, of course. Um, <laughs> and he tweets out, here's his tweet. Almost 100% uh, Emily and I just saw a UFO drop straight out of the sky on our way home from dinner. We stopped and looked at each other and asked if, uh, if either of us saw it very bright ball of light going straight down out of the sky toward Lake Travis. Anybody else witnessed this? Uh, this is a pretty interesting thing for, uh, for any celebrity, but here you have a franchise quarterback tweeting about UFOs. It's pretty fascinating. His wife backs up the tweet. She's like, I'm not going to lie. I'm typically not someone who buys into UFO talk, but all I know is I saw something tonight I've never seen, and I'm a little thrown off. And that's what she said. Um, <laughs> that's the weirdest. That's what she said. Ever. I saw something. Uh, I'm a little thrown off. I heard that all um, so many times in college. <laughs> now, um, th this story got a little interesting as it developed over the day when people were talking about it. Um, there's this guy. He's some kind of a you know talk radio sport. Colin Howard. Cowherd? Have you heard of, of this course, guy? Of course, Colin Cowherd. The Herd. He seems like he's not a big Baker Mayfield fan. He's always kind of talking shit about him. That's his thing, though. He picks a side and goes hard. He does. and um, But the thing that was the funniest sort of situation that came out of it was that on his show, he was kind of ripping on Baker Mayfield. He's like, you know what? This is not something a franchise quarterback should be talking about. He should be in the room watching tape, studying his defenses. Wife. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And uh, and he said, you know, you don't see, uh, you know, 
you don't you don't see quarterbacks like like Tom Brady out there talking about UFO. He's ne- Tom Brady's never seen UFOs like all this kind of stuff. And then Tom Brady tweets back at him and says, "How do you I know I've never seen a UFO?" Oh, <laughs> which was kind of fascinating. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady appears to kind of have backed him up. Um, and then the other person who backed him up pretty hard actually uh, was Nate Burleson. From the NFL Network. He's my favorite on there, man. He's great. Yeah. Uh, and I can post this later. He posted a video tweet where he, he, uh, he, you know, he backs up Baker Mayfield and he essentially explains in this video his encounter when he saw, he claims that he's, he and his wife saw a UFO. He, he details the whole thing. It's like a. Oh, wow. I don't know. Like a little two-minute video of his encounter of having seen a UFO. He's completely convinced. Wow. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has also talked about having a UFO encounter in the past. Damn. Uh, so, so Baker Mayfield is not alone. Sammy Watkins just teleported away from it. So Exactly. Maybe it was Sammy Watkins looking for a <laughs> yeah, trade. Maybe he was trans- yeah, maybe he was <laughs> checking out other facilities. Yeah. Checking yeah. out Lake Travis real quick. Phew. But I just thought, you know, it's not every day that an NFL quarterback tweets about a UFO sighting, and that felt newsworthy to me. It is. It is. Uh, I, there's no way NFL would not talk about that. Yeah. There's not um, – the Russell Wilson drama continues, but without any real kind of, yeah. you know, nothing – What the only thing I've heard is that the, the Bears appear to be – Everyone seems to be reporting that the Bears are the ones that are going in hard for Russell Wilson. We'll talk about that very soon in the yeah. NFC North autopsy. But um, I mean, it, it's yeah. I mean, I don't know where. Yeah, because I guess we're going to talk about that in their cap situation. I don't even know how realistic that is. Oh, but, I'll get into it. But yeah, those are. Let's see. Well, also in news of the weird, I forgot about this story. Apparently, Dan Snyder has been accused of using Twitter bots. Have you heard about this? No, what's Twitter bots? Well, where you create multiple fake social media accounts. <laughs> uh, it's sort of like it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a step beyond having a burner account, yeah. right? So you pay an organization to create multiple fake social media accounts to write good stories about you. Oh, okay. So – on you know this is all happening while the NFL is 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 investigating the Washington football team and trying to determine whether or not they should try to force uh, Dan Snyder to sell the team. They're trying to. I, they, nobody knows what they're gonna. They're they're investigating all the shit that's been happening, all the stuff that we've been talking about over the last year uh, about the Washington football team and trying to figure out what to do with this team. And in the midst of that investigation out pops this story uh dozens of twitter accounts created in october 2020 all agree dan snyder is a great human being <laughs> and the Washington football team is also great and the funny thing is is that they created all of these multiple twitter accounts so it looks like they're all different people but they're all saying the, like literally the same thing oh my god that's a lazy ass company yeah so it says the tweet one of the tweets is like do right, receive good karma. Shout out to Washington uh, NFL, NFL, uh, and the NFL for working on diversity. 
and you see that from like the exact same tweet from like 10 different people. Uh, they could have just retweeted it too. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. They just, uh, oh. the other, yeah. 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 The other one that seems to repeat a lot. Okay. Washington uh, NFL be the change you want to see in the world. Diversity. I see you. you know? <laughs> well, they do Real have a uh, black GM now, right? Yeah, at real Dan Snyder acknowledged Washington NFL culture vowed to make changes and put people like Riverboat Ron and all these other people in charge. Um, Thank you. You guys are doing a great job. But it's literally verbatim the same tweet coming out. So that's how they – somebody kind of figured out that he's using bots to just crank out the same message in different people. So that's kind of fascinating. That's great news for that bot program uh, company. <laughs> They're done. Nobody's using them again. Wow. Reworked Dan Snyder. Bro. They should get them out, man. I think so. I don't see how you keep going with him. Uh, they're trying now. It's like oh, they also had another stupid story out this week. They've, you know, because of all that controversy they had with their their cheerleading squad, they've now. They've gotten rid of the cheerleading squad, and now they're nice. going to have a co-ed dance crew, which, I mean, is, is, you know, I mean, it's better than having cheerleaders. Yeah, every team should abolish cheerleaders. Yeah, I agree. Um, have you ever seen cheerleaders at a hockey game? That's a weird thing to see. They're, they're uh, there? I thought you were just saying it. Sometimes. Not all of them, but sometimes. Like, they just pop out. You know the little entrance way you go through to get to the actual stands in an indoor arena? Yeah. Like, they just pop out all of a sudden, and they're just, like, you know, doing their thing. You're just like, what the fuck is that? Why is that happening? Isn't it cold in there? <clears throat> you would think so. Hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, so Dan Snyder is a... He's a piece of work, he, man. He is a fucking piece of work, that guy. So... <clears throat> you ready to get into these, all, this, these autopsies? Yeah, let's do it. NFC North, the black and blue division. Nice. All right, uh, we're going to start. We're going alphabetically as always. So we're going to start with the Chicago Bears. Nice. Uh, the Bears, how they die? Mistake prone middle aged man dies in a work accident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I got it. <laughs> they lost to the Saints in a wild card round. They uh, came in second in their division. Really? Yeah, they That's did. I, I think it's so shocking they even made it to the playoffs. Wow, I can't believe I had to double check that. They came in second in their division. They had if I remember correctly, they had a crazy good start that nobody expected. Right. Um yeah. one of those wins. Oh yeah, those, that's true. One of the second wins was against the Falcons. Um and then they fell into a hole, but then they went on a little bit of a late yeah. season run. Yeah, that's true. But they uh they finished the season losing to the Saints in the wild card round. Uh division ranked second, eight and eight record. Offensive rank 26th. Defensive mm. rank 11th. Mm-hmm. Notable free agents. There's 22 undrafted free agents on the Bears. 26 total free agents, uh, including Allen Robinson, wide receiver. Mitch Trubisky, quarterback, hot <laughs> item. Tashawn Gibson, <laughs> uh, safety. <laughs> Alex Bars, uh, left guard. Jermaine Ifedi. Right guard and Buster Scrine. Those are the ones who take a, you know most snaps. Draft position, they're twentieth in the draft. Uh oh. Nuts. 
You still there? Huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw you froze for a second. Uh huh. Did it freeze for you? I don't know. I was looking at my bag of nuts, so I wasn't. <laughs> okay. There. All right. I'll start. <laughs> I'll uh, go from um, draft position. Draft position. They're twentieth in the draft. Eight total picks. Uh, their offseason needs quarterback, offensive tackle, wide receiver, defensive lineman. Um, <clears throat> salary cap. There's six point nine nine mil over the cap. Uh huh. Five point one mil in dead money. Uh, okay. It's not so bad. Uh, the Chicago Bears are in no man's land of the NFL. They're not in a full-on rebuild, but they're nowhere near contenders. The quarterback of the future is not on the roster right now unless somehow Mitch Trubisky proves everyone, and I mean everyone, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there are reports that Chicago is willing to trade for Russell Wilson, which would definitely be a step in the right direction. However, Allen Robinson looks to be ready to sign that big contract in free agency and Chicago just cannot afford them considering they're almost 7 million over the salary cap. Wilson would likely be a magnet for talent as is the city of Chicago, but him, but getting him is probably not in the cards. The draft is going to be where the bears can make up for salary cap woes. Did I mention they traded to get Mitch Trubisky best of luck to the bears? <laughs> no, they traded <laughs> up to get Mitch Trubisky. So, if they got to yeah. depend on the draft and they made a move like that, I don't know if that's going to be the thing that helps them out. <laughs> but, yeah, best of luck to the Bears. That Bears. Uh, well, the only update I have to that would be that I'm pretty sure I just read this morning that they franchise tagged uh, Robinson. Oh, they did? Yep. Okay. Um, I don't remember for how much, though. It's um. They have to pay a pers- – it depends on the other salaries of the position in the NFL. Yeah, Allen Robinson gets the franchise tag. All right. So he's still there. Okay, cool. The Lions, uh, they, here's how they died. They lost control of their vehicle and crashed into a train wreck. <laughs> As usual, like every year. Uh, they, uh, they, the 2020 finish, they missed the playoffs. They're pretty much out of it for the whole season. They uh, finished 5-11, fourth place in the division, last place in that division for the third season in a row, which mm. also happened to be Matt Patricia's third season. <laughs> That's right. Uh, offensive rank 20th, defensive rank 32nd. Matt Patricia, mm. defensive rank 32nd. Notable free agents. They had <laughs> 20 unsigned free agents. 21 uh, total free agent. I mean, unrestricted. Mm. 20 unrestricted free agent, mm. 21 total uh, free agent. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvin Jones, wide receiver. Kenny Galladay, wide receiver. Deron Harmon, safety. Romeo Okwara, edge. Everson Griffin, edge. And Danny Amendola, wide receiver. So, uh, well, yeah. Draft position, <clears throat> they're going to be seventh in the draft. Six total picks. Uh, offseason needs wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback, and defensive lineman. Their salary cap is six point eight million over the cap. Twenty point mm. three million in dead money. Wow. Yeah. Uh my summary, no surprise here. The Lions are in a pretty bad shape. They brought in Matt Patricia, the vaunted defensive guru, and ended his third season dead last in the defense. The fire Patricia moved on to Dan Campbell, former Saints tight ends coach and assistant head coach. 
Kimball's known for his passion and energy more so than his X's and O's. Hopefully, he'll le- he learned something from Sean Payton. Ultimately, leadership will have to do for Detroit because they won't have money. $6.8 million over the cap or much draft capital with six total picks. They made a trade splash bringing <coughs> Jared Goff in. He needed a change of scenery, but isn't quite... Uh, he isn't quite known as a world beater. As for the rest of free agency, keeping players around for an obvious rebuild might be a tough sell. Galladay, Jones, and Amendola are all expected to be on other rosters. Goff may not have any top receivers to throw to. Yikes. Mm. Well, yeah. True. The thing I'm most looking forward to with the Lions is to see how Dan Campbell's uh, kneecap fighting strategy is going to work out <laughs> this year. Yeah, I think that showed that he's out of his league, man. I like him a lot, too. He's the coach for the Dolphins, and he was uh, everybody loved him after Hard Knocks and how he treated uh, Ignu. If anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, Google Dan Campbell kneecap speech. Uh, it's <laughs> press psychotic. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the team press conference. It's like he's like a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the Packers, how did they die? Plane crash. They were riding high at the top, and suddenly it was all over. Yeah, twenty twenty finish lost in the NFC Championship to the Bucks. Division ranked first, thirteen and three record. Offensive ranked fifth. Defensive ranked ninth. Top ten in both. That's crazy. Uh, hmm. Notable free agents: fourteen unrestricted free agents, twenty six total free agents. Uh, the notable ones are Aaron Jones, uh, running back, Corey Lindsley, center, Shandon Sullivan, cornerback, Kevin King, cornerback, and Robert Tanyan, tight end. And you said Aaron Jones is in talks with them, so that helps their situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Draft position, a 29th with 10 total picks, three of them compensatory picks. Uh, mm-hmm. Offseason needs, wide receiver, cornerback, offensive lineman, and linebacker. Uh, they are eleven point four million over the cap. What's up with the NFC North? <laughs> four point one million in dead money. Summary: The Packers look really good this past year. So good that no one would have been surprised if they went to the Super Bowl. Fortunately, they couldn't match up with the eventual champion, Tampa Bay Bucks. They have to be wondering if things would have turned out differently had they used that second round pick on a receiving prospect instead of on Jordan Love. They can make up mm. for that this draft. With their 10 picks. Uh, this draft seems to have some wide receiver studs that will complement Adams in that Packers receivers uh, re- receiving core. Rodgers is coming up on the tail end of his prime. The Packers owe him a final shot at some more rings. And unfortunately, their cap is in bad shape. Mm. All right. On to the Vikings. Interesting. Uh, the Vikings, they, how'd they die? The cancer came back more aggressively. And uh, couldn't overcome it this time. Yeah. yeah you, remission. You, we thought, yeah, it came, it came out of remission. Uh, 2020 finish. They missed the playoffs. Division ranked third with a 7-9 record, which was better than it. Uh, no, no, they started hot, right? No. They started cold. Mm-hmm. They started 0-5, right? Yeah, finished, I think so. Yeah, um, offensive ranked fourth in, in yards, believe it or not. Fourth. Mm-hmm. Wow. Defensive rank 27. Notable free agent, <laughs> wow. 11 unrestricted free agents, 16 total. Anthony Harris, safety. Dakota Dozier, left guard. Eric Wilson, linebacker. Jaleel Johnson, interior D-line. 
and uh, Kyle Rudolph tight end. And Rudolph, you said, has been released, right? Yep. Yeah, so he's out in the market. The draft position, they're 14th with 10 total picks. Offseason needs, they need an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, edge, and safety. Uh, salary cap, $3.6 million over the cap. Another one. Mm. $4.9 million in dead money. My summary, poor Mike Zimmer is probably on the hottest seat in the NFL. The mm. team has regressed, and at some points, they looked like one of the bottom five teams in the NFL last season. They turned it around a bit and even looked like a possible playoff team, but they ultimately couldn't pull it together. Zimmer's teams shouldn't be giving up 30 points per game. He's supposed to be a defensive uh, guru. He has to prove last year was just an aberration. There are some bright spots on the roster with Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Danielle Hunter, Michael Pierce, Adam Thielen, and they should all be back next year. Ten draft picks and some salary maneuvering should have the Vikings either back in the playoffs or Mike Zimmer looking for a job. Hmm. So that's my wow. uh, uh, that's my uh, breakdown of the NFC North. That's pretty good. Um, I don't see anything that would lead me to believe that that the standings that we see from this past season will change at all next year. I feel like it's going to look just like this: Packers at the top and everybody else underneath them. Mm. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, even if they do lose Aaron Jones, they still have all those other weapons. I, I just don't see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what the Bears do. Um, everybody thought the Vikings were going to be good last year, but they sure as shit were not. Yeah, bad. surprisingly bad at first. <clears throat> we'll see, man. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a fun division. Yeah, always. All right, so that's mm-hmm. it for the uh, NFC North Autopsy episode. Thanks for checking out SpinFL. We'll be back later in the week with the AFC North autopsies and a little bit more information from Skiff. <laughs> Who's waving yes. his U.S. flag right now, even though he's on, a goddamn America. traitor. All right. I know. <laughs> so embarrassed. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back. Until then, uh, take care. I'm Jonathan Rollins. Skiff, be sorry. We'll see you next time. Peace. Ready, y'all. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.